anniversary? Anybody? All right. Let's sing our little chorus. I like my little chorus. It gets me all woke up. Get the new book from the old book. Get the new book from the Bible. Get the new look from the old book. Get the new look from God's Word. The inward look, the outward look, the upward look from the old book. Get the new look from the old book. Get the new look from God's Word. Brother Gibbs, a miracle took place. You got her out of bed. Whatever it takes. <laughs> John chapter 11, please. John chapter 11. I want to begin to read in verse 1. I love this story. I could preach a dozen messages just from this story. But I want to begin to read in verse 1. Do quite a bit of reading now. Just go along with me. John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place which he was. Then after that, saith he unto his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee. Goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the light, in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things saith he, and after that he saith to them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now I wish you'd get that uh, plain in verse 14. Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent you may believe, nevertheless let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. There's always one of them around, ain't there? <laughs> then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethlehem, Bethany was nigh to Jerusalem, 
about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said to her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said, and so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come, and called us for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also, Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus will. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaning in himself coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith to him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Jesus said to him, unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But some of them which went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Father, what a glorious, glorious incident this is in your life, in the life of these that you love so much. Father, I pray that you'll bless us today by the reading and studying of this story that we could get a spiritual blessing here that would bless our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
I was reading these verses. Now in part, verses 1 through 14, verses 21 through 27, and 38 through 30. First of all, Jesus said, Lazarus was dead in verse 14. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, 1 Timothy 5, verse 6 tells us people who have not received life from Jesus in the new birth is dead in their trespasses and sins. People these days get everything all backward. When you turn the word live backward, it spells evil. And that's life without Jesus. A life lived backward or without Jesus is a life lived for the devil. Benjamin Israeli, a 19th century British leader, said, Youth is blunder, manhood is struggle, old age is regret. <laughs> Samuel Butler said, Life is one long process of getting tired. The French say, Life is an onion, one cries while peeling it. Now Jesus has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Satan is a thief who comes to rob you of life and steal and kill and destroy. Now the raising of ladders from the dead actually happened. And we are to believe in miracles. But there's one thing I've learned to do. I believe in miracles. Amen? Now I believe in... I like to see God do something that's just unusual. I really do. And I have been in the presence of God doing that so many times. It's, it just... I get such a thrill out of it. But let me tell you something. I don't trust in miracles. I trust in Jesus. Amen? I trust in the Jesus that does the miracles. Our faith does not rest in this historical miracle. Our faith must be in the Lord Jesus Christ, the miracle worker. Now, if we are to experience this abundant life Jesus is talking about here, and get this, please, He's talking about the abundant life. Uh, I know so many Christians, well, I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven, amen, and that's it. I mean, they're not enjoying the trip. I mean, they're just, just getting along from day to day. You know, praise God, one of these days I'll die and go to heaven. Well, Jesus came in this world that you might have life here and have it more abundant. Now, this miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, uh, first of all, I want you to notice the experience life in Jesus. John 14, verse 12, or 14. John 11, verse 14. Jesus plainly said, Lazarus is dead. Now, think about that for just a minute. Lazarus was Jesus' beloved friend. Now, Lazarus had a big problem here. It didn't matter that Lazarus had full head of hair or not or a lean body, or was well-dressed, or they had two loving sisters, or a host of loving friends. No matter how many things were right about Lazarus, really nothing was right about him because he was dead. Spirituality, Lazarus represents people without Christ today. They're spiritually dead as Lazarus was physically. Dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. The opposite of people who are dead while they live are people who know Jesus Christ and have life evermore. It is impossible for those who know the Lord to die. I get 
thrilled about this. I don't know how many funerals. Sometime I'd like to find out if I could go back and figure out how many funerals that I have preached since uh, God called me a a pastor and a preach funerals. Uh, It's been a bunch. But you know what? I ain't going to die. A lot of people... uh, Worry about going out there in the grave. They make they get such a beautiful casket, and they spend all they got in the casket and, and flowers, and and making a big deal out of some like you're gonna be in that thing. Now I got news for you. I ain't going there. Amen. I'm I'm absent body present with the Lord. You listen very carefully. Save people just transfer to heaven from earth. John 11, verse 26, Whosoever liveth and believeth in him shall never die. Now, Jesus said that. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 1 Timothy 5, verse 6 says, The person who lives in pleasure is dead even though he or she is alive. But the person who believes in Jesus has everlasting life now. Now, notice something. The universal need for new life. There are three recordings of Jesus raising people from the dead. The first was the daughter of Jairus, sick at home and died there in Matthew, Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through verse 43. The second was a young man from Nain, Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 17. The third was Lazarus. Now the Bible the little girl, the young man, had just died. No decay had set in yet. But Lazarus had been dead four days and decay had set in. Now, here's the question. Which one of these three are the most dead? I never will forget a person uh, coming up to Dr. Curtis Hudson one time and he was talking about, we had uh, five or six saved today in church and uh, several of them really got saved. And Dr. Curtis looked at us and looked at that man. He said, I didn't know you could get really saved and half saved. You either get saved or you don't get saved. Amen? Now, I want you to get this. When you think about these three people being raised from the dead, which one was the most dead? There's no such thing as little dead or more dead. Dead is dead. Here's the point. There's no such thing as big, bad sinners then. They just, there's no such thing as just little sinners. But we are all dead in sin and trespasses. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. All of us need to experience life in Christ. We're all sinners, period. There's no such thing as saved or partially saved. Saved is saved. Now, how to experience life in Christ? The world today says we need the four uh, E's. Example encouragement, environment, and education. Just suppose we had a dead man we were trying to bring back to life. Now how are we going to raise him from the dead? How about by example? So someone tries to show what it means to be alive. First, by doing some push-ups and doing some fitness work to show what it really means to be alive. No, that won't work. How about environment? Get the best uh, motivational speaker you can get to cheer up the dead man. You can't encourage a man back to life. How about environment? Take a dead man, 
put him in a room with a lively, joyful, living people. Just get him in a right environment. That'll bring him back to life. No. Adam and Eve lived in a perfect environment. How about education? The dead man just needs to know the difference between life and death. Get a medical book, uh, encyclopedia on medication, and show him how the body is supposed to function. That'll bring him back to life. No, he's dead. The four E's are not the answer. A dead person needs life from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Going back to John chapter 11 now, I want you to watch something. Jesus, see how he raised him from the dead. Beginning in verse 28 through verse 34, Mary ran to Jesus grieving. He asked to be shown where Lazarus was buried, and Jesus wept. Verse 39, now when Jesus arrived at the grave, he said, Take ye away the stone. In verse 40 through 42, Jesus prays a prayer of faith to the Father. You know when I read that little prayer? Have you ever seen some of these guys that get up and they'll pray on, they'll pray on, they'll pray on, and they'll pray on? Did you know some of the greatest prayers in the Bible are just little prayers? Just simple, right to the point. Lord, I need, and God gives you what you pray for. Now, I want you to watch this. Jesus gave a command. Lazarus, come forth. No pleading, no arguing, no doubt, just a word from the Lord. And Lazarus came forth. Now, how do we experience life in Christ? The same way. The Word of God. Romans 10, verse 17, Faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. In John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We are born again by the Word of God. Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, Quick, which means alive, energized with power. That's the Word of God. Now watch it. We are to exercise liberty through Jesus. Now once we have life in Jesus, then we must exercise liberty through Jesus. Notice when Lazarus came out of the grave, he was still tied up hand and foot in his grave clothes. Now in verse 44, Jesus said, Loose him and let him go. Lazarus here, Lazarus here is like so many saved people today, saved but not living in victory. When Lazarus came out of the grave, he couldn't talk, he couldn't work, he couldn't speak, he couldn't see. He had life, but no victory. Many Christians have been to Calvary for pardon for sin, but they haven't been to the Pentecost for power. Do you know I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me? That's what the Bible says. Anything I want to do in this life, The Bible said I can do it. How? Through Christ which strengthens me. I have something living in me I never had before I got saved. You know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit of God. And brother, anything that I want to do in this world, I can do it by the power of God. God gives me that power. I don't have that power. I had a pastor of mine 
one uh, years ago he was six foot seven and he's about uh, I think it was two hundred something seventy something pounds big old man his hand he slapped me on the shoulder one time like broke my just playing with me you know like broke my shoulder and he was standing me one day and he think he looked at me and he said you know I think I could whip you with a strong I said yeah but what if I whipped you amen you think about that it's not by size amen I know a lot of little guys are very feisty and they can put up a pretty good fight. Now, what I'm trying to show you is, if you get this, it's not by my strength. <laughs> God blesses us through the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. When a child of God gets saved, there's no sin that you can't overcome. There's no problem in this life you can't solve. There's absolutely nothing in your life that you got to say, I give up. No, sir, brother. As long as I got life in Christ, I can get it done. Jesus didn't come just to give life. According to John chapter 8, verse 32 and verse 36, He came in this world to give life and that more abundantly. Unwrap the old sins you used to do. Unwrap the old habits you used to do. Unwrap the old language you used to use. Unwrap the old ways you used to go. <laughs> Enjoy the new life in Jesus Christ. I led a man to the Lord one day and he said, if I'm saved by the grace of God like you say I'm saved, why don't you go out and do whatever you want to do? I said, I do. I don't want to do the old things I wanted to, used to do. Amen? I want to do new things. Lastly, enjoy love for Jesus. I want you to notice something now. What was this all about? Why did uh, Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead? In chapter 12, just turn the page. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, <coughs> whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. You know, every time I read that, I think of Jesus teaching on the resurrection. You know how many times I've taught on the resurrection? I believe one of these days that Jesus is coming back in every graveyard, every cemetery is going to be emptied out. Amen? Everybody's going to raise. You know, Jesus came to this point here in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, and He's sitting there at the supper. Let's suppose that he's preaching on the resurrection. Lazarus. That's all he had to do. Did he have to say another word? He just said, Lazarus. You know why? He raised him from the dead. Amen. There's the example. Did you know that Jesus seeks fellowship with his people? In Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Now many times in the Bible, Jesus invites his disciples, come and dine. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there and sitting at that table and listen to Jesus and Lazarus talking? Think about it. He raised him from the dead and here they are sitting there talking. 
Living for Jesus is not a penalty you pay in order to get to heaven. I'd want to be a Christian even if I wasn't going to heaven. I mean that. Just to be with Jesus. He's been so precious to me. I was the other night I was laying there in my bed, looking up at the ceiling, couldn't sleep at the time. And I just began to pray and fellowship with the Lord. Have you ever done that? That's the sweetest time in the world. Just fellowshipping with the Lord. Just me and nothing else matters. That sweet fellowship. In John chapter 12, and don't you look at verse 9 now. John chapter 12 and verse 9. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that He was there. And they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because they, that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and bleed on Jesus. Do you know why you're saved? Not for your sake. Praise God you are saved to go to heaven. You have benefits of being saved. But actually, you're saved to be an example, to be a testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ. I last hit a my junior high school teacher. <clears throat> he found out I was pastoring this church years ago. And he called me. And he said, Are you the Ledoux-Strawn that went to Supper Springs Junior High School? I said, yes, sir. And he said, you're a preacher? You know why? He knew me when I wasn't. He knew me when I was mean. And now, he said, you're a preacher? That's a testimony. Many of my old buddies, many of my old football players, I got to lead to the Lord that we played football together. And just... uh, people that I was around before I got saved, after I got saved, they could not believe that I accepted Christ, that I was different than what I used to be. I have a testimony for the Lord. God saved my life. I got a brand new life. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm enjoying this life. And I enjoy it to the fullest. Amen? I mean, everything is good in this life. I got some of it. I enjoy it. I enjoy eating. I enjoy sleeping. I enjoy fellowshipping. I just enjoy life itself because life is so precious. I'm not going to gripe and carry on about every little bitty thing in this world. God's been too good to me. I'm going to live it. Amen? The abundant life. You know why? Because I want to see somebody else see Jesus in me and come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved me. He leaves, he raised ladders. People saw it. They believed in Jesus. Not in the ladders. In Jesus. They see me. I'm saved by the grace of God. They believe in my Savior. Amen. That's what it's about. Stand with me, please. Father, I pray that we'll understand the great responsibility of being saved. We're children of God. 
to groan and to moan and complain all the time. That's not the abundant life. I can do all things through Christ. Anything that I want to do, anything that God wants me to do, I can do it. And I will do it by the grace of God. 